The Compassionate Mother Guanyin. In China, every household is familiar with the Guanyin Bodhisattva. As the saying goes, every household knows the Amitabha Buddha, all families know the Guanyin Bodhisattva. So it is not only Buddhist disciples who know about the Guanyin Bodhisattva. Even ordinary people, both young and old alike, know of her as well. There is not a single person who does not show deep devotion and affection toward this Bodhisattva. Consequently, we can see that the Guanyin Bodhisattva has a deep and close affinity with the sentient beings of our Saha world. This affinity is not much less than that of the Amitabha Buddha himself. Seeing this inconceivably great affinity that the Guanyin Bodhisattva has with the sentient beings of our world, it is only natural to ask how this affinity came about. A place where the Guanyin Bodhisattva has appeared is at the Putuo Mountain, near the South Sea in the Zhejiang Province, China. The strong presence of the Bodhisattva at Putuo Mountain is still felt throughout the world. Every year, during the second, sixth, and nine months of the Chinese lunar calendar, such large numbers of people congregate at Putuo Mountain to pay homage to the Bodhisattva that they often cause traffic jams and completely block the roadways. People from all over the world come to Putuo Mountain time after time to seek spiritual refuge on its sacred grounds. Have you heard the story about how Putuo Mountain became famous? It all started during the second year of Emperor Zhenming's reign, in the latter Liang of the five dynasties in China, when a Dharma master called Hui Er traveled all the way from Japan to China because he wanted to learn more about Buddhism. One day, Dharma master Hui Er went to pay homage to the great wisdom Manjusri Bodhisattva at Wutai Mountain. As he approached Wutai Mountain, he unexpectedly came upon a holy statue, which he soon learned was an image of the Guanyin Bodhisattva. The statue was so pure and solemn that he could hardly contain his admiration. He wanted to bring the statue back to Japan and enshrine it, but was afraid that the abbot would object, so he took the statue without asking. After Dharma master Hui Er stole the statue, he dared not linger any longer at Wutai Mountain, so he immediately packed up, bought a boat, and set sail eastward, heading for his home in Japan. No sooner had the ship left the coast of Zhejiang, however, than a miracle occurred. A powerful gale began to howl and huge waves rose up on all sides and began to pound the ship. Strangest of all, iron lotuses began to grow up out of the sea, so numerous that they blocked the ship's way, and no matter which way he steered his ship, Dharma Master Hui Er was unable to escape the raging storm or continue his journey eastward. For three days and nights, the little ship wandered this way and that, but was never able to sail out of sight of Putuo Mountain. Dharma Master Hui Er was completely terrified. He thought to himself, I've never done anything evil, so why must I suffer through such perils today? 
Then he opened his bag and took out the beautiful statue of the Guanyin Bodhisattva and realized that he had done something wrong. He had taken the statue without asking. He had stolen it. Quickly he knelt down before the Bodhisattva and sincerely repented his wrongdoing. Then he fervently prayed, O Holy One, your statue is pure and solemn, but Buddhism is so little known in my country that such holy images are seldom found there. That is why I wanted to take your statue back to Japan with me, so my people would be able to worship properly. However, if it's not time for my people to see you, then I will follow your instructions and build a monastery to enshrine the statue at any place you choose. Then another miracle happened. As soon as Dharma Master Huiar had finished his prayer, the iron lotuses sank back into the sea and disappeared. At that exact moment, the ship was passing Chao Yin Cave at Putuo Mountain. Recognizing this as the Bodhisattva's guidance, Dharma Master Huiar began constructing a temple on a mountain on an isolated island nearby in order to repay the Bodhisattva's kindness. And that was how Putuo Mountain got started. Ever since Dharma Master Huiar built the monastery at Putuo Mountain, numerous sentient beings have had a place where they can seek spiritual refuge. There are many other such places where the Guanyin Bodhisattva has appeared, and these are also recognized as the Guanyin Bodhisattva's monasteries. In other words, any place where there are faithful people, or where people gather to worship the Bodhisattva, can be called a Guanyin Bodhisattva monastery, a place where all sentient beings can find help and guidance. Since the Bodhisattva may appear anywhere in any of the worlds of the Ten Directions to help those sentient beings who are suffering and in need of her, the Guanyin Bodhisattva will immediately go forth to relieve them from their pain. Did you ever wonder why we call the Bodhisattva Guanxi Yin? It is because in the causal stage of her cultivation, the Bodhisattva focused on the skill of recognizing her inner nature through her organs of hearing. As a result, she is able to use her ears to discover where she is needed and to seek out those in need and offer her help. When a sentient being in any of the worlds of the Ten Directions is suffering, he need only chant the Bodhisattva's name wholeheartedly, and the Bodhisattva will visualize the sound, find its origin, and help emancipate that sentient being from suffering. There are many stories about how the Bodhisattva has quickly responded to the cries of the distressed and helped them out. To emphasize how the Bodhisattva responds and truly comes to save sentient beings in our Saha world, I will tell you another of those true stories. During the time of Emperor Shi in the Tang Dynasty, Chao Huang led a gang of bandits. He and his bandits caused havoc wherever they went, committing arson, murder, rape, and robbery. They were so fierce and violent that no matter if one were old, weak, female, or even just a small child, no one could escape their bloodthirsty ways. One day, the news reached the citizens of Hangzhou that Chao Huang and his savage gang were marching to their town to massacre them. The villagers were terrified 
and did not know what to do. At this time of revolutionary disorder, there was no safe place for them to run to or hide in. Hopeless, they could do nothing but sit and cry out loudly at the bitterness of their fate, and the howling of the people's heartbroken cries was so loud that it shook the very earth. At that time, however, there was one man who did not cry, a man of unsurpassed wisdom and great courage who could lead his soldiers against the injustice of the bandits. That man was called Liu Qian. In those days, Hangzhou was home to several million elderly and weak people. On the day the bandits attacked, Everyone in the town sincerely prayed to the Guanyin Bodhisattva to ask for her blessings and compassionate guidance. They prayed that both the bandits and the soldiers would lay down their weapons and work together for peace. Otherwise, they knew that many people would suffer and die. At the same time, Liu Qian told his soldiers to chant the Bodhisattva's holy name silently, to ask for her blessings and to pray for the safety of all the residents of Hangzhou. Otherwise, innocent blood would be shed, and the day would become a ghastly nightmare of butchery. How cruel and inhuman! Did the Bodhisattva hear the people's pleas? Yes, they were heard immediately. Just as the two sides confronted each other, a melodious chanting was suddenly heard in the air all around. The soldiers, the bandits, and all the citizens of Hangzhou raised their heads and saw many banners, flags, and canopies fluttering across the whole sky. And there, in the middle of the sky, appeared the Guanyin Bodhisattva, surrounded by divine dragons, asuras, dharma protectors, and a numerous retinue. Then the Bodhisattva sprinkled the chaotic earth with blessed water from her pitcher, and the villagers, Seeing the Guanyin Bodhisattva, felt as if they had returned to their childhood and found protection under their mother's wings, and they all came out of their hiding places to bow down and prostrate themselves sincerely before the Bodhisattva. Having seen the Guanyin Bodhisattva, Liu Qian's army became encouraged to fight even harder. Chao Huang's bandits, on the other hand, were so dejected that they lost the battle, and their whole army collapsed. This miracle strengthened the faith of the citizens of Hangzhou in the Guanyin Bodhisattva, and since then, each household has enshrined a statue of the Guanyin Bodhisattva, and everyone chants her name and worships her. From ancient times until today, there have been numerous accounts of how the Bodhisattva saved and helped those in distress. Don't you wonder why the Guanyin Bodhisattva is so compassionate toward the sentient beings of our Saha world? It is because we humans have more external suffering and internal conflict than the sentient beings of any other realm. Therefore, the Bodhisattva is especially compassionate to us and uses her great wisdom to relieve our pains. She has prescribed a medicine called Agada especially for us, to help rid us of our suffering. That medicine is to chant her name sincerely. If we can sincerely chant her name, 
we will be able to eradicate both our external and internal afflictions. If everyone chants the Guanyin Bodhisattva's name, then the world will become peaceful. There will be no more disasters, and suffering will not come upon us.